Hello, my name is Rebecca May Johnson. I'm a writer and cook, and this is my Substack. Each week, I send out a short piece of writing, a diary entry, recipes, and notes on what I've been eating at home and elsewhere. Sandwich season. Making a sandwich marked my re-emergence into the world after several weeks inside. I tested negative for COVID. The sun came out. I had a sudden desire for a sandwich. I cut two slices of bread from a supermarket seeded loaf, toasted them lightly as it was not fresh, spread them with butter, cut half centimetre slices of extra mature cheddar cheese and lay them to cover one slice. Onto the other, I spread a generous amount of my mother's pear and lemon chutney. I brought the two halves together and cut the sandwich in half with a bread knife. I made a cup of redbush tea, took a ripe conference pear from the fruit bowl, sat at the table and looked out at the blue sky while I ate. The sandwich emboldened me to put on shoes and go for a walk. I opened the door, turned right, and walked past the yard for Trinity House, which maintains the shipping lanes and generally keeps waters safe for seafarers. Through the fence, I could see giant boys inscribed with the words wreck to mark sunken ships huge red and green channel markers to guide incoming vessels away from rocks and shallows, and coils of the biggest metal chains I have ever seen. A small fishing boat motored from right to left across my line of sight, coming in from a morning's work. I kept walking and noted the new turquoise banquette seating in the cafe on the pier, which I have not visited since the new owners took over. Someone told me that they want to make it into a Central European-style cafe. Would I eat Wiener schnitzel on the pier sometime? Previously, I have eaten an English breakfast there. A few leisure boats were in the harbour, drawn out by the sun. I continued walking and turned through the open floodgates into a small beach in between two jetties used by RNLI lifeboats. The sand on the beach had been rinsed by the ebb tide to make a crisp, smooth surface. Green shoots of beach rocket were emerging from the woody brown clump of last year's dried out plant, and in the new sunny warmth, it felt like a spring awakening. I continued, walking underneath a jetty across another bit of beach, and then onto the promenade where I overheard some conversational snippets. And my sister's running around Australia, living on Millionaire's Row with a sports car, said one woman to the other. I also saw several dogs, greyhounds, Dalmatians, various mutts and some dachshunds. I walked on around the breakwater and then, suddenly very tired and remembering this was the furthest I had walked in several weeks, I sat on a bench. A benefit of living in a town where a lot of residents are very old is that there are plentiful benches. I decided to shorten my walk 
and not go to the charity shop in town to look at the cookery book section as I had planned to. As I got up from the bench and began back towards home, a woman with a walking stick who I had overtaken earlier said cheerfully, It's just as tiring going back the other way. All this, my walk, was made possible, foretold even, by my sandwich. Sandwiches contain the promise of a journey, whether or not I am going on one. To make oneself a sandwich is to do the work of provisioning. The portability and completeness of a sandwich acts as reassurance in an unknown setting. When I have one wrapped in my bag, I feel equipped to weather uncertainty. It will keep me going. When I think of sandwiches, I think again of Ursula Le Guin, with whom I began this newsletter series. In the first book of her Earthsea series of novels, there is a lot of sailing. Le Guin always takes care to remind the reader that when at sea, there must be bread to survive. On he went in rough seas and kept a keen lookout on all sides. The fisherman's wife had given him two loaves of bread and a jar of water, and after some hours, when he was first in sight of Kamiba Rock, he ate and drank and thought gratefully of the silent Gontish woman who had given him the food. No amount of money can stand in for food at sea. When I was thirteen, I sailed several miles out at sea in a force-eight gale, and I did not have a sandwich. I was the crew in a 12-foot-long wooden dinghy, sailing in a race with an 18-year-old boy whose boat it was. He did not bring any food, just one can of coke between us, which was stuck with electrical tape to the mast of the boat. It exploded when we hit a wave as I was reaching desperately for it. After five hours, we capsized for the final time and gave in to the waves. There were holes in the hull and the sail, and we were too tired to heave it upright. We held on to ropes until we were plucked out of the water by a rescue boat. After reading Le Guin, I thought about that experience again. We had recklessly rushed out to sea, not thinking of food. If we'd have brought sandwiches and water, it is likely we would have been able to manage the storm. A week in sandwiches. These sandwiches were not eaten in dramatic circumstances, but nonetheless, making and eating each one brought its own excitement and pleasure. The latter two were the beneficiaries of a bout of pickle-making energy I had on Monday, when I made kimchi, fermented daikon radish and spice-preserved quinces. I used kimchi in two sandwiches this week, and of the moisture, deep savoury quality and hint of chilli that it brought. There is a link to the kimchi recipe I used on the newsletter page. It's free. It worked really well for me. Sandwich before a walk, for one. Cheddar, butter, chutney. Ingredients. Two slices of bread, butter. Extra mature cheddar cheese. Pear and lemon chutney. How to make. Lightly toast both slices of bread. Spread both slices with butter. 
Cut enough cheddar in half centimetre thick slices to cover one slice. Spread the other slice of bread with chutney. Bring the two together and cut in half. Eat. Very good, followed by or eaten with a sharp apple, or in this case, as I had one, a pear and a cup of tea. Sandwich for a late morning for two. Avocado, bacon, egg, kimchi. This was an 11am breakfast after a late evening talking and drinking with friends. The night before I had seen a film shown as a test screening in a newly restored 1911 cinema in the town where I live. We saw the updated West Side Story during which I ate a packet of minstrels purchased from a cute refreshment booth. Sadly, no popcorn was available. Ingredients. Four slices of bread. One avocado, peeled and mashed with a fork and seasoned with salt and a drizzle of olive oil. Smoked streaky bacon, four rashers. Two eggs, kimchi, sriracha, chilli sauce, optional. How to make. Fry the bacon until quite crisp but not completely dried out and remove to a plate. In the bacon fat, fry two eggs and cook until the yolk is almost but not completely set. Spread two slices of bread with avocado. Then add the bacon rashers, then the egg, then a thin layer of kimchi, then a little sriracha for extra heat depending on the kimchi. Sandwich for dinner, for two. Ham, egg, mayonnaise, kimchi. At the weekend, we drove for an hour on a whim to visit a bakery next to a windmill in Suffolk. Thanks to Nicola Miller for the recommendation. We bought a lot of things there. Two loaves, a rhubarb custard pastry to share, a cheese and mustard straw, a piece of cheese and onion focaccia, six white rolls. The rolls are possibly the best I have ever had. Soft, yet well-structured, with a little elasticity to hold it together while being filled. Not at all cakey. A little sweet, but good savoury depth too. Exceptional. Using slices of egg, as I do here, reminds me of the filled rolls sold in bakeries in Berlin when I lived there where the filling is half in, half out of the roll, alluringly on display, and thus also informatively showing you the flavours. This would also be great made without the ham. I put some fermented daikon in a little dish to have on the side with our rolls. We each had a second roll with just butter and ham too. Ingredients. Two fresh rolls. Two eggs, boiled for eight minutes, refreshed in cold water and then peeled. Ham, two slices from a butcher. Mayonnaise. I used Kewpie mayonnaise. Hellman's would also be good or or whichever one you prefer. Kimchi and butter. How to make. When the eggs are cool, slice them with an egg slicer or using a sharp knife, about two millimetres thick. I took the opportunity to use my novelty egg slicer for the first time. Halve the rolls with a bread knife. 
butter the bottom half and then lay on the ham. Arrange the sliced egg on top. Season with black pepper. Then, if using Kewpie mayonnaise, squeeze over zigzags of mayo on top of the egg. If using mayonnaise from a jar, gently smooth some over using a knife. On top of that, a layer of kimchi. Then a little more mayonnaise on the other half of the roll, then bring together. We had this for dinner with a glass of Beaujolais wine bought from a nice new shop in Bury St Edmunds where we visited on the same day trip when we visited the bakery. Eating notes. A piece of toast spread with soft goat's cheese and covered with chopped walnuts. Several slices served with several slices of spiced preserved quince, which I made on Monday, and chicory roasted in butter. The quince recipe, which I have now made twice, is from Elizabeth David, Salt, Spices and Aromatics in the English Kitchen. To cook the chicory, I quartered two heads of chicory lengthways, leaving them attached at the bottom. Then I seasoned them with salt and pepper. I melted two tablespoons of butter in a heavy cast iron frying pan and when the foaming subsided, I added the chicory quarters. I cooked them on the hob, turning them until they were browned on all sides, then put them in the oven for 20 minutes until they were soft all the way through. I gave them a small squeeze of lemon just before serving. Fish and chips cooked in beef dripping and a can of Coke eaten outside the night before the full moon on a park bench with my friend Laura before we watched West Side Story in the restored cinema. Bucatini with Chicoria. I left the Chicoria in a bowl of cold water to allow dirt to fall to the bottom, then refreshed the water twice more and picked it over. Then I put it in a large frying pan with salt, sliced garlic dried and dried chilies on a medium heat and put a lid on till it wilted and then I fried it. I added the pasta and some cooking water from the pasta to the frying pan and tossed it with a little extra olive oil and then served it. Finally, a breakfast tray of egg and bacon and ketchup buttered roll with coffee and then a small dish each of mango with chilli lime salt eaten with a fork. Thank you for listening.